today is the feast day of St. Faustina Kowalska. She created the Divine Mercy Chaplet for us that we pray at church. And it's a beautiful prayer that we pray, calling on her intercession to help us. Today we also are reflecting upon Blessed Silos's life. And he was born in 1819, and he died in 1867. He was about 86 years old. And the contemporary said this about him. His look was piety, and his um, glance was comfort, and his expression is love. And I think that's something we should all imitate as Christians. Piety, comfort, and love. Today is the 5th of October, and I want to share this beautiful reflection tonight while in adoration with our Lord. Having the ability to still receive Jesus daily in my heart is a miracle in itself. I can still drive to church to adore Christ. I can express my heartfelt gratitude for the grace, the outpouring of his grace that sustains the breath in my lungs, the ability to see with my eyes, to hear with my ears, to fast or not fast from food, to contemplate, to meditate on Jesus and Mary and the saints and my ancestors, and to experience the joy of being in God's holy presence. Receiving Jesus at the Holy Eucharist, the Holy Eucharistic banquet, is a gift, a privilege to behold. If only our brothers and sisters only knew the joy, grace, and blessings bestowed upon our Lord's beloved, they too would die of great joy. There were, some, there were some saints that actually were very young and they received the Eucharist and they died as soon as they consumed it. Holiness, we can all attain holiness if we desire it. Can all attain grace if we desire it? We can all obtain joy of knowing and loving our Creator if only we desire it. Jesus is available to us 24-7, 365 days a year, and yet if we do not desire Him, we lose the great gifts He wants to share with us. We could die as some very well have and never received Jesus in our hearts and in our lives and miss out on his many graces. The grace of Jesus is like a fountain of water overflowing from Jesus' heart to your heart. At the consecration of the Holy Eucharist at every Mass, we watch and we listen as a priest prays to God 
holding in his hands the unleavened host and the precious chalice of wine that is turned into the true body and true blood of Christ. That's called epiclesis. We at that moment enter into the day this first happened long ago and we unite ourselves to Jesus. We pray fervently and ask Jesus to help us in our daily walk with him. We place our intentions into the chalice of his precious blood and every suffering we have. And we ask God to help us with our very own personal cross. Sometimes our very own crosses are too difficult for us to see. We don't see ourselves in the light of truth that we need to, to help ourselves get out of God's way so that God can heal us. We need to totally surrender ourselves, and most of us would think of self-surrender. What does this mean to us as Catholics? To deny oneself of everything worldly so that Christ can be held as a top priority? First, we have to accept God's power over us. We do this by emptying ourselves completely. We do this with a thought-out plan. We can write we can unite I'm sorry regarding this plan we can write one up and begin to get serious about the kind of life we have been living we can go our entire life never knowing ourselves. that is the biggest problem I think with most relationships they or even you can place others first what is what it is God who needs to be first just look at the crucifix some say that Jesus can and will speak to the hearts most silent in his presence can you do that will you do that if your answer is yes this process of self-surrender can begin on a good footing. Silently, you lived nine months in your mother's womb. Silently, I am asking you to live in Christ. Every church has an adoration chapel and God invites everyone to experience a holy hour in his powerful presence so few once again desire to be in the company of the great I am why are they so afraid to be in the greatest company I myself question it makes sense to start trusting the God who gave you everything life the ability to love the ability to serve others 
with the love of Christ who is living in you. It really, truly baffles me inside how we live, but we don't live fully because Christ isn't a priority. Once he becomes one, our life is never the same. We live with the fire of Christ's love. We then truly begin to live. In just five minutes, Christ has spoken to my heart and to your heart in this holy adoration hour. Christ wants all of you. He made you for one purpose, to love him and serve him in this life and in the next. Christ waits quite quietly for us. His patience is for the long haul. He loves us when our souls are full, even though they are full of filth. And he wants us to be humble and turn to him for forgiveness of our sins. He wants to wash our souls clean. He wants to purify us so we can be pure in him. A great heart-to-heart -heart with Jesus is a great start. Begin there and build upon your dialogue with him every day. He wants to remove all the errors in your life, the defective experiences that harmed your soul. He wants to remove them from your soul's memory. Christ renews us and we are better than we were before better listeners, better speakers, better servers, better planners, better achievers, just plain old better in the eyes and heart of God. I would think everyone would want and desire to be better at everything once they go to Jesus and ask him for his help. I desire the help of my Lord, our Lord. He is your Lord too. Acquaint yourself, or should I say, my hope and prayer is that you desire Christ and desire what he believes is best for your life. Sometimes we are given the power, the reins to control our life, and we louse it all up. But if we give it completely to God first, I promise you this, he will amaze you with the most blessed life. And I truly believe in my heart, you will stay, you will say to yourself, why did I wait so long? I could have been living in Christ my best life. Why was I so adamant about living out my life without him? Now that I know with God I live the most abundant life ever in him, these words are very truthful, my brothers and sisters in Christ. They are the truths that we so need to hear. And I want everyone to know the truth. Live this truth. Love in this truth that is Jesus Christ. He is revealing every word. I am only a translator of Jesus's heart who has loved mine so much. I want everyone to experience the love he has to offer now, today, and to live a life of abundant love is to live truly, live in Christ Jesus. Fortunately, I am one of two adorers in this chapel right now and it is quiet enough for me to reflect upon his holy presence. He perfumes my soul with his essence. He is in my company. He escorts me to the holy hour of adoration. 
because he knows exactly what is best for me. He lifts me up. He makes me experience his strength from the cross. He is my confidant, my compass, my anchor. Yes, I am anchored in Christ. I am not going anywhere. He is right here in my heart, in my presence. He has my full attention, my complete heart. I am all his. Every bit of me belongs to Christ. I am the bride of Christ, and you are the groom of Christ. The blood in my veins flow to my heart and brain because he loves me. He is giving me this grand old opportunity to do something very unique and awesome in his holy name. And I am writing and preaching and teaching my church family how to love him more, know him more, welcome him more, and never be afraid or ashamed. Only be faithful, only be faith-filled, and Christ will do the rest. Rest in him. His love is above all love. Christ is present. He is the present, the gift of your lifetime. Open it up and celebrate the gift that is he.